0: We are so glad that you decided to join us for Easter today. Pastor Jason will be preaching from John 15, 12 through 15. As you turn in your Bibles, we'd like to ask you to remember to like and share our Facebook watch party for our services online today. We begin a new series today that will last the next four weeks. During this series, we are going to discover the power of friendships. Friendships. In a time of self-isolating and social distancing, having friends have likely never been more important. We trust that as we study the scriptures today, that you will see that Jesus came 2,000 years ago to establish a friendship that would transcend all other friendships.
1: Good morning, Jackson Creek family. Uh, We sure miss seeing you week in and week out, but thank you so much for joining us this Easter online for our services. The passage that we're going to read today is found in the Gospel of John, where Jesus had some pretty powerful statements about what it meant to be a friend. And we want to look at John chapter 15, verses 12 through 15. The Bible says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I've called you friends. For all that I've heard from my father, I've made known unto you. In a day of social distancing and self-isolating, we're beginning to see the power, and we're beginning to see the importance of relationships. Specifically, we're beginning to see the, 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 the importance of real, true, authentic friendship. We're seeing how incredibly powerful it is to live in community and to be friends with one another and to be there for each other in our times of need. Most of us have a lot of acquaintances, but very few of us have friends. Many years ago, when I was in Bible college, I remember hearing a pastor once say, if you live your life and you die, and you can count on one hand how many friends that you have, five friends, you've actually lived a successful life. And I thought at that time, are you serious? Are you kidding me? Because as I've gotten older, that statement has began to really resonate with me. Because friends, I mean real friends, are a rarity. Real friends are actually an incredible gift from God. Some people don't have many friends because the reality is is they're very hard to come by. Many people can be in a crowded room, and yet they're lonely because they have no real friends. Some of you may have a thousand Facebook friends, but no one really walks with you. No one really knows with you, and no one has that level of intimacy with you that is desired when we seek out friends in our life. In fact, I ran across a term recently that describes when you choose friends to be a part of your family. The word is called Framley. These are friends that you choose to be a part of your family. These are people that really energize us. They're people that build us up. They're actually to some degree, maybe even more more close to us than our actual family. So in this series, we want to take time to discuss the characteristics of friendship. What does it mean to be a friend? What does it mean to have a friend? What kind of friends do we want to have in our lives? We want to discover the power of friends. We want to discover the incredible gift from God that they are to us and how they, too, can bring hope to our lives and how we can bring encouragement to their lives. I hope and I pray that over the next four weeks as we launch this series out on this Easter Sunday, that you'll join us every single week to discover how we can live a life more fully devoted to God and more fully devoted to one another. This morning we study the words of Jesus. And the words of Jesus are actually an invitation for us to become his friends. On this Easter Sunday, we can celebrate the powerful truth that Jesus... God's living son made it possible not only for us to be his friends, but for you and me to be friends with God. And I don't know what you brought in terms of a burden this morning, but that's some pretty solid hope that we can hang and anchor our hearts on this morning. You know, in a time of social distancing, and a time of self-isolating, loneliness and despair has probably never felt more real. The last thing I want to do is give you some Christian platitude that doesn't actually help you in your everyday life. Little did we know as pastors back in August when we decided to schedule this series to launch on Easter, the moments that we would find ourselves in during this pandemic. But it's kind of ironic because God knew all along that we would need to hear this truth for our lives and for our church and for our families in this moment. You know, as Christians, we have a living hope that's found in Jesus Christ. That's why we gather every Sunday, and ultimately, that's why we celebrate Easter, because Jesus Christ is our living hope, and Jesus is a hope that reconciles us to God and rescues us from the loneliness that could potentially darken our lives, that leads us to despair, that leads us to a place of loneliness and, and separation from God. And so this morning, we want to study a hope that we should live out in our daily lives, and that hope is found in In Jesus Christ. In fact, in Proverbs chapter 18, verse number 24, the Bible says a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. We want you to know today that the Bible has a lot to say about friendships. It has a lot to say about relationships. And we find in the scriptures how to navigate them and how to build them in a way that's honoring to God and that is used for the good of others. The life of Christ gives us some direction into the characteristics of friendships, but it also gives us it also gives us hope because even when our human and earthly friendships fail us, Jesus stands next to those who are his friends. Today, we're going to study these statements found in John chapter 15 beginning in verse number 12. We're going to study these statements that Jesus made describing the invitation that Jesus has given us to be friends with, with God and with himself. But the most important relationship that we could ever have is our relationship with Jesus Christ. Not with our kids, not with our spouses, and not even with our families, or anyone else for that matter. The most important friendship is with God himself. This provides us the living hope that we so desperately need. This provides us with the living hope that moves us from difficulty to difficulty, that sustains us in times of loneliness. So, this morning, the big idea that we want to wrap our head around and the truth that's found in the scripture is this God invites us into a friendship with Him through faith in Jesus. Let me say that one more time God invites us into a friendship with Him through Jesus Christ. Now, The story of Easter, this is what it's all about. This is why we gather, because God decided to rescue us from ourselves. He decided to rescue us from our brokenness. In fact, he decided to rescue us from our sins. And all of that happens because we began a relationship with Jesus Christ. And what we find in this text, and what we find throughout the entire Bible is this, that God loves us. He loves us so much In fact, the Bible says that the steadfast love of the Lord is better than life. And who wouldn't want a friend like that? This friendship ultimately defines every other relationship. And it should define and help us to understand what our friendship should be characterized by. This morning, I hope these truths will comfort you, but I also hope they will challenge you to be the friend to others that God is to us. So the first thing that I want us to notice this morning from the word of God is found in verse number 12. Jesus says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. First of all, we see that a friend loves unconditionally. Jesus starts off by explaining that he has commanded us to love one another. This reminds us that love is not just a feeling, it is an action of the will. Our lives are not to be lived like some uh, romantic comedy that Jennifer Aniston is in. No, our lives are to be lived out in obedience to what we find written In the Word of God given to us by Jesus Christ Himself. In fact, the proof of our love is not in our feelings. The proof of our love is in our actions, even to the extent of us laying down our lives to live for Jesus and laying down our lives to live for one another. No one demonstrated this better than Jesus Himself. Jesus constantly was showing His love for others. In fact, if you read the New Testament, You find the people that Jesus hung out with the most were social outcasts, people that were spurned by the religious leaders of the day. He hung out with those who were, by society and culture standards, unlovable, and he unconditionally loved them so that they could be right with God. His love was demonstrated when he came and he reached out to us, and when we were far from God, we didn't deserve it, and we didn't earn it, but Jesus loved us unconditionally. We give people a glimpse of God when we too love others unconditionally. So the first thing that we want you to notice in verse number 12 is this, a friend will love unconditionally and there is no one who loves us more unconditionally, more immeasurably than Jesus himself. Secondly, we see in verse number 13, the Bible says this, greater love has no man than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Jesus states that friendship, at its core, is about others. It's about putting other people ahead of ourselves. Jesus knew that when we say that we love others, we would have the tendency to use other people for our own happiness. We tend to like people that actually uh, bring value to our life. But in reality, we brought nothing of value to Jesus, and yet he loved us in spite of ourselves. Jesus laid down his life for us to experience peace, to have purpose, and to know real joy. So he sacrificed his life for ours. Jesus goes a step further to describe friendship. With us moving beyond just an unconditional love, but actually a love that is characterized by sacrifice. Unconditional love rolls hand in hand with sacrifice. Jesus says that love will be characterized by, By this very word, and it's this, sacrifice, putting others ahead of ourselves, giving from our life so that others can have value and good in their lives as well. You see, Jesus left everything he ever knew. And he did that to lay down his life for you and me so that you and I might know God. The Bible teaches us that we were enemies of God. And yet, Jesus loved those who didn't deserve it. He loved outsiders. He loved outcasts. And listen, we're all outsiders, and we're all outcasts. And yet, Jesus invites us in, and he brings us into a relationship with God. You know what's fascinating about this is this. We tend to write people off for minor infractions, and yet we sinned against the holy God. And God himself was willing to bankrupt heaven so that we could know him, so that we could be right with him, so that we could be forgiven of our sins. Our lives were lived in direct opposition to God and everything that is holy about him. And our sin and our disobedience ultimately distanced us from a real intimate relationship to God himself. And yet, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and the love of Jesus changed everything for me and for you. In Romans 5.8, the Bible says, but God shows, or he demonstrated, he shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now, let me just say this. A lot of folks do not want to consider themselves sinners. In fact, they feel like that's kind of a discouraging thing to hear when they come to church, that you've done something wrong. Others feel an incredible amount of guilt and shame when they hear the truth that they're own behavior, their personal behavior, their own sin has separated them from God. Because we all like to believe that we're good. But we are a broken people. And the only hope that we have in this world is found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Friends, I want to tell you this morning, this isn't bad news. This is good news. It means that we have the opportunity to be right with God because Jesus was willing to sacrifice his life for us so that we could be forgiven of our sins and made right with God. That's real hope. That's what we're here to celebrate this Easter morning. We have nothing good to offer God. We have nothing of merit, nothing of value that we can offer God to be right with him or to have a right relationship with him. In fact, The only thing that we brought to the relationship is our sin. And yet we leave with everything everything that we need to live a life on purpose with joy and real hope. And so we too are to live sacrificially, giving ourselves for our friends. You know, in reality, we should live. In fact, we must live the very same life that Jesus Christ lived for us. We need to step into spaces of those who aren't loved. We need to step into the spaces of those who are misfits. Those whose lives are broken and sacrificially love them the way that Jesus loved you and me. Friends, I want to tell you this morning, listen, this is our calling as disciples of Jesus Christ. This is our calling as a church and there has been no greater time, no greater opportunity, no greater potential for us to love our friends and our neighbors and those around us with the sacrificial, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. One writer said it this way, Jesus met the needs of people simply because he loved them with no strings attached. We're not always good at that. When we tie a religious experience or expression to our love, we turn faith into a business deal. A sacrificial love is a love that expects to get nothing in return. It means that I genuinely love my friends. It means that I genuinely love my neighbors and my family and those around me, where they are, and I expect nothing back from them. I just desire to serve them. This is true friendship. And I want to say when we, like Jesus, sacrifice for the good of others, we are living out the very life of Jesus Christ. Now, the last thing that I want to mention to you this morning is this. And we find it in verses 14 and 15. A friend invites us into the inner circle. Verse 14 says, you are my friends. Just allow that for just one moment to resonate with you in verse 14. Jesus says, you are my friends. If you do what I command you. Verse 15 says, no longer do I call you servants. For the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I've called you friends. For all that I've heard from my father, I've made known unto you what Jesus is saying here is that he has invited us into his inner circle. In fact, the language and the invitation here is so profound. He's saying, I no longer consider you a slave, and I am no longer your master, but I want to be your friend. Man, this is powerful. Yes, Jesus is Lord. Yes, God is our father, but now We're invited into a life-changing relationship that significantly steadies and empowers and gives true purpose to our lives. Jesus is inviting us into this inner circle. What he's doing is he is inviting us to know salvation. He's inviting us to know him, to follow him, to walk with him, to even commune with him, if you will. He's inviting us ultimately to experience a relationship with God. And now, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we're to do the same for others. We're to invite them into a life with Jesus. And we invite them into our lives. You know, friends share life. They share truth. They share experiences together. We share the highs and the lows. And we're there for each other in our failures. And we're there for each other in our loneliness. Unlike Facebook, true friends never unfriend you. And that is the kind of friend that we have in Jesus Christ. Maybe sometimes someone has written you off or maybe someone has uh, left you lonely or maybe someone has ghosted you as young people would say nowadays. On and on and on we can go. Human friendship, human relationship can be incredibly disappointing at times. But two things that I want you to know this morning is that when Jesus invites you into his inner circle, he'll never ghost you, he'll never unfriend you, and he'll never walk away from you. And as followers of Jesus Christ, those that we have invited into our inner circle, those of us who have been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ, we should never unfriend those around us. We should walk with them in the highs and lows, in the disappointments, in the failings of life. The reality is this. Jesus didn't use people as a means to an end. He didn't use them to gain status or value for his own life, and neither are we. We should never use people just because they add value to our life. We should never ghost, write them off, or dismiss them from our social circle. In fact, we should never allow anyone to step outside of our circle of love. We should bring them hope. We should offer forgiveness. Because this is the very thing that Jesus did for us. And 2,000 years ago, our living Savior invited us into the inner circle. I love what Bob Goff says about this. He goes, my faith isn't a complicated one. I just know that I met Jesus and he changed my life. He made me kinder. He made me less selfish. He invited me to do life with him. And the longer I followed him, the more I've realized we don't need all the answers to the questions. Instead, loving people the way that Jesus did is great theology. For those of you listening this morning, I want to encourage you. Easter is a living hope. And his name is Jesus. When we were separated from God, his love and sacrifice bridged us back together with him. That's why it's so important for you and me to model friendships after the life of Jesus Christ. Now think about it with me just for a moment. How incredible would it be if we really loved others the way that Jesus did? Man, I just really believe, I really know that this would have an impact. In this moment of our world's history, we're distanced. Many are self-isolating, and human contact is at an all-time low. So many of you are feeling the very thing that you were created for, relationship, community, and even friendship. And this morning, we're all invited into a relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ. And this morning, your loneliness, your despair, your brokenness, can be transformed the moment you decide to follow Jesus and accept this invitation to know God. Today, many people are lonely. Many people are in despair, and they are in great need. And as followers of Jesus, I believe friendship is more necessary than than ever. We must live out the life of Jesus Christ. We must love sacrificially and serve others. And if you're listening today and you don't know Jesus please reach out to us. We would love to help you understand what it means to have this type of relationship in your life. One that um, will never be forsaken, one that will be steady, and one that will provide a living hope from day to day, year to year, and decade to decade. Jackson Creek, those of you that would call this your home, our prayer is that your relationships with those around you would be characterized by the same love and the same sacrifice that Jesus gave to us. Jackson Creek, we want you to know, as pastors, how much we love you. We miss you, and we cannot wait until we can all gather again uh, uh, at our location. In fact, we're going to have a big celebration day that day. But thank you for joining us today. I pray and trust that the Word of God encouraged you, challenged you, and brought you comfort. We love you, and have a great Easter.
0: If you would like to talk with one of our pastors, please send us an email by entering your details and any comments you may have in the form provided when you click on the contact tab at the top of our website's homepage. Please know how much we love you. 1 Peter 5.7 says cast all of your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Today, know that you are loved and that your faithful father knows your fears and your struggles, and he is there for you. Thank you so much for joining us online, and now please go be Jesus to someone.